Welcome to the Gift of Giving Life podcast. My name is Sheridan, and I get to be the host because I'm one of the co-authors of the book, The Gift of Giving Life. Are you curious about the spirituality of pregnancy and birth? Maybe this is a completely new idea for you. Or maybe you already have that sense that pregnancy and birth can be spiritual. Either way, we are excited to help you in this journey, which we do through the book, through this podcast, and also our online course, which right now is available for free for our newsletter subscribers. Just head over to thegiftofgivinglife.com to subscribe. From conception, through pregnancy, birth, and also through the newborn stage, there is a spiritual aspect in them all. I will be sharing thoughts and stories to open your eyes and ears so you too can enjoy the divine nature of pregnancy and birth and harness heavenly help throughout them all. All right, welcome to the Gift to Giving Life podcast. And we're so excited to have our guest here today, Jen Mabry. I'm excited to have her here because Heather was telling me about her. They co-authored a book together that just came out. So I'm going to let Jen go ahead and introduce herself and then we'll go from there. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Um, and yes, you're right. Heather and I, Heather Farrell and I um, authored a book together and it's called God Comes to Women. And it was, it was actually a really fun project. Um, and we, we alternated chapters. And so the voices are different. You can definitely hear Heather's voice in her chapter and you definitely hear my voice and you know which voice, um, you know, that when it changes, it's actually really fun. It's a cool, it's a neat book. And we've had a lot of a lot of women reach out to us um, collectively and individually about how the chapters have touched their lives in different areas, whether it's motherhood or birth or, um, you know, raising toddlers, raising teenagers. I had somebody reach out to me last night and um, she really connected with the last chapter of the book, which is my chapter and how it talks about hope and hope going through difficult things and stuff like that. And so it's just been really neat to see these women mostly all over the country, but a few of them are are all over the world. And I guess they bought it in the United States and took it with them somewhere. I don't know, but it's been really neat to, um, to hear their story and how they've connected with the book. So I'm a mother of four children and I've been married for 21 or 22 years. I can't, I need to think about that. It might be 22 years. And we live in St. Louis. I'm a PhD student. I'm studying Jewish history and um, Hebrew and we'll be here for a while until I finish. And so that's, that's so a little about me. Lovely. I love that. Um, I'm just curious what inspired you to learn about Jewish history and learn Hebrew? <laughs> There's a, that's kind of a long story. Um, I've, I've been interested in, in history for a long time and um, I kept going back to the, to the Jewish aspect of history, kind of foundational components of the Bible. And, and I realized that I don't, I didn't know very much. And I just became fascinated not only with their language, but their culture. And that just kind of spun into, well, why don't I finish a degree in history and then continue with a graduate degree and now with, um, you know, going into a PhD. And so it's been wonderful. I, I've never regretted the decision to, to go back to school. I went to school originally like 20 years ago for interior design, and that was fun, but I left the program without finishing and I didn't have a heading of what to do or where to go. And so I ended up having um, my children and, and then it finally came to me what I like my true passions and what I really love. And so my husband and my kids have been really supportive and, and they've just, they've just watched me go and, and um, you know, they've been supportive of me staying up late at night. And I, I study every night, usually starting around seven 30 till about 10 30 or 11. And, 
And that's been a nightly thing since I think about 2010. So it's been a while now. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's dedication. Right? Yeah, it's, it's fun. I love it. They love it too. That's great. That's so wonderful. I'm curious, like how you came to know about the gift of giving life. Did you learn about it from Heather or had you heard about it before? Or had you not heard about it until you met Heather? I'm just, I always kind of ask, how did you hear about the gift of giving life? <laughs> Actually, my sister introduced it to me and she, she's has, I think five children now. And she's been, she's amazing. Her name is Julie. Um, and she lives, she lives in Utah and and she wanted to have her last baby natural. And she was like, I think I can do it, Jen. I'm like, yeah, you can do it. And so we've talked a lot about this and she had read your book and she recommended that I read it. And um, and then Heather, I when I met Heather a year ago, I realized that she authored the book as well as she was one of the authors. And I was like, well, this is kind of neat that it just sort of matched up this way. And to be honest, the material, mostly in talking with my sister, it just helped me remember some of the the birth stories of my own children. And I mean, I've, I've had four babies. I did, I did lose a baby. Um, and in, in between my third, or excuse me, in between my second and my third baby. And so it just helped me remember some of these stories that really are, they're full of the spirit. They're, um, uh, one is a little bit miraculous in, in my opinion, and there's a lot of conversation uh, with the Lord and in, in getting our children here. And so it helped me remember those little, little parts of my past. And my children are my old, my youngest is 11 now. So I don't have babies any longer. <laughs> yeah. My youngest is 15. I'm in the same boat. Like the yeah. that's, that's over, but, um, but I yeah, almost those... hallelujah though. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. It's like, <laughs> It's a lot of work when you have littles, for sure. It really is. And I love the teenage years. Like, they're my people. I just, oh, I love them so much. And so the older my kids get, I'm like, yes, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, no, I love the teenage years too. It's the best. So, okay. So if you're willing to, I'd love to hear some of those spiritual experiences that came to your mind. And if whatever you want to share, we'd love to hear. Well, let's see. Uh, first off, I think... I think it might be beneficial to share that that my journey into motherhood was maybe it's not unique. I don't I don't know, but I didn't I didn't necessarily want to have children. Um, when I was I I grew up in the church, and when I was in young women, when they would have questions like, "Well, how many babies do you want?" or "What do you want to name your kids?" and I had no answers. I had, and in fact, I think I just put it out of my mind. I didn't even want to think about it, um, which maybe was weird. I don't know. When my husband and I got married, I got married pretty young, and we waited almost five years to have have a baby, and I was on birth control. So I wasn't planning on getting pregnant, but I kind of entertained the idea of I want children, but I don't know how to get there. You know, this the concept of of uh, actually physically having a baby, you know, my body having a baby. And I do have some um, medical complications that I was told that that would be difficult. And so that kind of scared me. And yet at the same time, I, I did end up getting pregnant um, with our first. And this was in 2002. And I had her in 2003 and, and it was amazing. Like right off the bat, um, from, from learning that I was pregnant, first of all, I like almost passed out because I didn't expect to be pregnant. And I, I saw that test, I missed my cycle and then and I, I just disregarded it. And I took another month of birth control. And so I didn't know I was pregnant until I was about eight or nine weeks pregnant. And I was like, okay, this is strange. Something's happening with my body. And, um, and so anyways, 
I, I completely fell in love with, with what the changes were as soon as I realized that that's what it was, that that's, I really was pregnant. And, you know, it's like a push. Heavenly Father, um, you know, pushed me for this. And she, um, my oldest is a girl. I have three girls and a boy. And she has been, she has just really enlarged, enlarged my heart um, and pushed me to understand motherhood and have what an amazing appreciation I have for motherhood now. But I, I really think it's because of, because of my kids, I didn't know what I was missing. And had I really and truly followed through with my plan, um, I, I never would have understood uh, this kind of joy and excitement it is to be with my kids. I mean, I, yes, I love my kids, but I also really like my kids. I love being around them. I like to hang out, hang out with them. I work with them. Um, so we just have a really good time. It's peaceful in our home. And so it's been really fun. But I think the story that I'd like to share the most um, along this journey of, of learning that I can be a mother and that I can love motherhood comes from my son. And um, I do have this story in my book. It's actually in one of Heather's chapters. She wanted a, um, a birth story. And, and I told her, I was like, well, I kind of have one. And so my kids are really close in age. My, my older two are only 14 months apart, my two girls. And then I have a gap um, between number two and three. And I, I think I said I'd lost a baby in, in that time frame. Um, I actually had that baby at home. That was kind of hard. And then um, my third baby and my fourth baby, they're really close to, they're only 13 months apart. And so most of this wasn't planned. It just kind of happened the, the way it did. But um, so I was nursing my third baby. Her name is Mason. And she was only a, a couple of months old. And I put her down for, for bed. It was in the early morning, like two in the morning or something. Um, and I, I felt a call like from heaven. Uh, almost like a phone call. It was, it was really special, actually. And I don't know that I can articulate that feeling very well, but I felt called to my bedside. My husband was asleep. The household was quiet. And so I knelt down and, and it was just immediate. It was um, that I felt, um, felt the spirit tell me that I needed to have another baby. And I had already made a decision that I, I didn't think that I could go through this again. My doctor had, had told me the same thing. In fact, they were pushing for me to have a hysterectomy and I wasn't quite ready for that, um, but, I, but I didn't necessarily wanna have another baby. And my patriarchal blessing, um, there's a line in there that says that I will have both sons and daughters. And I had at that point had three daughters and I was pretty certain that the, the one that we lost was a boy. And so I thought, well, maybe that's my son. I don't know. And my grandfather gave me my blessing. And two days after my number three daughter was born, he, he came to see me and he said, Jen, are you going to have any more children? And I said, I, I don't think so, Grandpa. I don't know if I could do this again. This, is, this was really hard on my body and, and the monitoring of all the doctors. And anyways, and he said, well, what about your son? And I just kind of, it floored me, it touched my heart. And I, I said, Grandpa, I don't know. I've just, I just had a baby two days ago. <laughs> you gotta be patient with me. Um, and then sure enough, it really did work on my heart. And I was, I was you know, called to my knees that night. Um, and in my prayer, and this will show maybe a little bit of my, I don't, I don't know if the word is immaturity, but, but just, um, and I was worried about like the car and I was worried about my husband's job and um, all things that really can be taken care of very quickly. Um, but those are the things that I, that I was worried about. And I asked him, father in that prayer, I asked him when, and the answer was, it was immediate. 
He said, Jen, you need to, it's now. I felt the answer was now. And I, I looked over at my husband and he was sleeping and I, I asked Heavenly Father, I said, well, what about Todd? I, we both had kind of made the decision to not have a baby, no, not have any more babies. And, and the answer was so strong. It was, don't, don't worry about Todd. He will be just fine um, with this commandment. And so then I asked, well, what about our car? Do I have to drive a minivan? And I didn't want to drive a minivan. <laughs> and so just all these like almost petty questions, but they were important to me at the time needs. Um, and Todd was out of work. He was in school. And, and so um, I closed the prayer. I, I, I summed up my courage and my bravery and I told Heavenly Father, okay. Um, I closed the prayer and I felt, I felt good. I was scared, but, but I also felt sort of inspired at the same time. And I woke up, I woke my husband and I told him, I said, um, we need to have another baby. And this is in the middle of the night. This is two, three in the morning. And I said, we need to have another baby. And I was crying and, um, and he, his answer was, okay, when? <laughs> I'm processing all of this emotion and, and wondering, can my body do this? Am I going to make it through a pregnancy? Um, you know, it, to be able to raise the babies and, and yes, sure enough, I did. Um, but one of the things that was really special about his pregnancy, um, sure enough, of course it was a boy, his name is Jake, but one of the things after I was done, um, with his pregnancy, my, my body just said, I'm done. Uh, you're not, you're not doing this any longer. And so I had to go, I was back in the hospital two months later and I had to have a procedure to prevent me from having any more babies. And then I did have a, have to have a hysterectomy just a few years later. And looking back now, my son is 11 now, but looking back, um, my window of having babies was really short. It was seven years. And so we had four babies, four live babies in that, in that time frame. Um, and so I'm, I'm really grateful for the push on the, on the, at the beginning where Heavenly Father said, it's okay, it's time, Jen, you need to quit, quit dinking around. And I know you're taking the birth control thing, but you, you know, <laughs> you need to start having your children. And then on the back end where he said, you've got to hurry, even though your little one, Mason, number three, was only a couple of months old. Um, Jake came very, very quickly. And I'm so, so thankful, thankful that my body worked for that amount of time and um, that we were able to get four little ones here, three girls and a boy. That's lovely. I think that sometimes it's really easy for us to have our idea of how things are going to work out in our life. Even like how you thought, okay, maybe I'm not going to have kids. And then you had some kids you're like, hey, I'm done. And then, but God always has like a bigger plan that sometimes surprises us. Yeah. Right? And yeah. seems scary at the time when we get that, those inspirations or impressions, but when we have the courage to, to get confirmation and then move forward, there's always blessings that come. So I agree. I agree. And I, in between, um, my two sets. So I say I have two sets. I mean, my older girls and they're um, 16 and 17 now, and then my younger set and they're 11 and 12. Mm -hmm. But in between those two sets and before I had the baby that I lost, um, I was really struggling. I thought I, I would like to 
maybe have some more, but life was really simple with just the two. You know, my husband and I were like on man-to-man defense and, and it was just a cute little family of four. And, but then it started to weigh on me about having another child. And I, yet I couldn't figure out how to, how do I love somebody else as much as I loved my first two babies? And I actually took that to my bishop and I, we were sitting in the foyer one day. I, I was a young women's president at the time. And, and I just had a a break from the youth and we were just sitting talking and I told him that I had been thinking about having another baby but that I didn't understand how my heart um, could handle loving anyone else as much as I loved Malay and Maddie and he said Jen um, he said that he had two boys his first two boys and then a daughter came uh, a few years later and I heard him talk about his love for his daughter and how exciting um, it was that she was born and, and she just changed his life and what a blessing and so he really gave me encouragement and then he said Jen your heart doesn't expand it gets bigger and that that's what I thought okay I can I think I can understand that so this is a test this is faith I need to take a leap of faith to have another baby um, and getting pregnant with that third baby Mm. and there is power in stories right and so (laughs) it's I love, I love that you came on today and shared your stories. And I love that you and Heather wrote your book, God comes to women, to women. I always want to say God came to women, but no, God comes to women today. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and so I just, I love that, that you are, that you're doing that, that you guys wrote that book and um, it's on my to be read pile and I better read it really soon because I keep, I told Heather, I'm like, it's coming for Mother's Day and now it's after Mother's Day and I've got to read it. <laughs> but I'm sure it's beautiful um, and inspirational. So thank you. Thank you. We did put a lot of effort into it. It's <clears throat> it was pretty rewarding to seek out some of these stories. And a lot of the stories are not from women of the church. They're from women all over the world and different faiths and cultures. And and that's part of the message. It's not God comes to a specific woman in a specific culture, in a specific religion. It's God comes to women across the board. Yes. Oh, so great. So great. All right. So the question I want to end with, if you could give advice to a young woman just starting out on her mothering journey, what would it be? That's a great question because I... I talk with young women a lot, um, whether I I teach seminary right now, I'm in my, I just finished my eighth year teaching seminary and, um, and I, I'm frequently among the youth and, and marriage and motherhood and childbearing, those, those come up quite frequently. Um, And more often the answer is I'm never doing that. I'm not doing that. And so, (laughs) and that was kind of how I felt, uh, you know, also when I was their age and, And it wasn't a, I never, it just was, I don't know how, and I'm not even going to think about it. And I would say um, that if you're, if you're considering being a mother, when it's time to be prayerful on your timing um, and with your decision. And number two, if you're a little bit worried about your decision or whether or not you can do this or whether or not your body can do this to be brave, um, Courage is one of my favorite words, and, and I really believe that courage can help us do more than we ever thought we could. Um, if you're like me and you had feelings of inadequacy or worries to whether or not you'll be a good parent or wonder if you'll enjoy being a mother, um, have the courage to talk to your father in heaven. And I think 
I think that's where the courage starts is to, to get down on your knees and ask him in prayer what it is that, that he knows that you can do and how can he help you. And then the second thing, so I have courage as my first. And then the second thing would be um, to do as I did, to talk with your spiritual leaders, your, your bishop or your Relief Society president, your administering sister. Um, while it's, you know, it's important to, to talk with your spouse about raising, um, you know, entering into motherhood. But I think our spiritual leaders have great strength. Um, I don't have a, a, a mother that I could talk to or a, a father that I could talk to about these things. And so I had always sought um, in each word that we've lived in, I've kind of sought sort of a parent figure in some way, shape or form to help me. And I've watched other women to learn how to, to raise babies, to love babies. Um, even, even so much as like, what do you put in a diaper bag? I mean, yes, I would read books and everything, but I would see moms at the park and they just pull all these like magical items out of their diaper bag. And I would think, oh, Cheerios is a good thing to bring to the park or something like that. And so I just learned, I would, I would just watch these other women and absorb not only their, what they did as mothers, but, but their joy and, and how they approached motherhood. And so I'm so thankful for other leaders, spiritual leaders and other women that, that had a much better attitude of motherhood than I did. And they, they just, they taught me so much. Um, and so those would be my I guess that's three now. So have courage, talk to your spiritual leaders and, and also with your husband um, about the timing and watch other mothers uh, when it comes time. And so, and I'm, I would imagine that um, any feelings of inadequacy would be elevated to a place of, of even confidence um, to, to go forward and, and have a family. It's, it's a joy that I never could have, I, there's no way to duplicate this in any other thing in the world. Um, and so I, I mean, we have dogs, I have had pets, I, we've traveled. There's nothing that comes close to what it feels like to have a baby, to hold a baby, to raise children. And now that my babies are, are teenagers, um, it's so exciting. There's, they're just amazing. <laughs> it's so fun to be a mom. It's fun to be a parent. Yes, great. Well, thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing with us so many different, wonderful thoughts and ideas and stories. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah.